Hey everyone, it's Sarah again. You know what I hate? I'm just going to jump right in. I hate on social media when someone posts just like a square with some writing in it and the writing says, reminder, you are enough. (laughs) I just hate it. Like you don't need a box on an app on your phone to tell you that you're enough. If that's where you go to find out that you're enough, like you probably don't think that you're enough and it's sad. Stop it. Maybe just get off your phone and, you know, interact with people in the real world or interact with yourself in the real world. And then maybe you'll feel like you're enough. Um, But that's not the answer. (laughs) That's not the solution. The solution is not somebody else posting on Instagram that you are enough and then you suddenly feel like you're enough. That's so stupid. I hate it. Oh, my God. Anyway, today we're talking about a little bit of a touchy, touchy subject. Food, veganism specifically. I used to be vegan. Uh, I was vegan for probably almost eight years. um, And I stopped being vegan last January. So I didn't tell anybody either. Um, I didn't tell anyone because I was embarrassed and ashamed that I couldn't make veganism work for me. Veganism isn't just a diet. It's a quote unquote lifestyle, as you'll hear many vegans say. And and it was kind of true. I mean, when I started going vegan, oh, excuse me, when I started going vegan, I did it mostly for because I was, number one, anorexic. And number two, I was like, well, it's probably healthier. I didn't do a ton of research right away. But then after becoming vegan, like I read the China study. I did a bunch of research online. And I really went on my way to find try, to try to find like the most recent relevant studies and also did a deep dive into, you know, factory farming and saw all of the things. And I grew up on a farm in Wisconsin, so it's not like I was very far removed from factory farming as a practice. I mean, my neighbors growing up had, I don't know, a couple thousand cattle who they milked three times a day, and that's not normal, by the way. Um, So I grew up close to animals, and I had this really – I'm a pretty empathetic, emotional person, so I had this feeling that, you know, it's probably wrong to harm animals in this way. And I still don't love that, like, factory farming exists and and all this stuff. And now that I'm not vegan anymore, I go really far out of my way to find organic pasture raised things and stuff like that. And it is expensive. So um, I I don't eat a ton of meat because I do try to find like the best sources. So if I was like a hunter or something, then I'd probably have less reservations about eating more meat. But as it is, I probably eat meat – less than once a day, like maybe have like chicken a couple times a week, maybe have salmon once a week and um, very rarely eat red meat um, just because I find that it's hard to find. I don't like to cook it. I don't like to touch it raw. Like I'm still like, you know, iffy about it. So anyway, it did be kind of become a lifestyle because then you start to think more about your impact on, on the planet. Like you're like, I'm not going to eat meat because it's bad for the planet. And then you start thinking about like the plastic you're using and all the other things you do that are impacting the environment. So I also bought a Prius. What? I've wrecked it, but still. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't too deep in the vegan community or culture. So I didn't really suffer the backlash that a lot of vegan like influencers, like I'm not an influencer, right? Like I have a tiny footprint. So some bigger vegans who kind of made a name for themselves being vegan and then they quit being vegan, like they've received a lot of backlash, which kind of makes sense. Like if that's the backbone of your brand and then all of a sudden you change, you're probably going to upset some people. And a lot of influencers like on YouTube have hundreds of thousands of followers and uh, they're they're telling them how to live their life and stuff and the veganism is good. And then all of a sudden they switch and, you know, their followers probably felt a little sidelined. 
little uh, blindsided, a little uh, shocked. So I stopped being vegan because my body was just simply craving meat. That's pretty much it. Uh, I started with cravings for salmon. Uh, I run ultramarathons. I run a lot. I work out a lot. And at one point, I was just like, man, I really want protein. And I had a dream about salmon. And I just went to Whole Foods, bought some, cooked it, ate it. Didn't tell anyone. Soon, though, I was incorporating eggs and then chicken and an occasional cut of beef. I run uh, probably between 40 and 60 miles a week when I'm healthy. This week, I'm a little hurt, so it's going to be a little low. I lift weights twice a week, I do yoga twice a week, and uh, compete in ultra marathons. Last February, I ran 100K up in Malibu, and my body afterward, like the next day, was craving chicken. All I wanted, I was so hungry. Usually, I'm not hungry until like a day or two after a long effort like that. But chicken was all I could think about. So I went to the store, I bought one, roasted the motherfucker, and ate it all within a few days post-race. I worked with a dietitian, and she told me that my body needed protein to rebuild because blah, 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 science, whatever. I just know that my body needed meat stat. It needed, like, pure protein. I've also struggled for years maintaining adequate iron levels, and it's no secret that plant-based iron sources aren't as easily absorbed as animal-based ones. Iron is a major component of hemoglobin, which is a type of protein in red blood cells that carries oxygen from your lungs to the rest of your body. Without enough iron, there aren't enough red blood cells to transport oxygen, which leads to fatigue. For me, when I was trying to run with low iron, it would feel like I just couldn't, like I was breathing heavy, but for no reason. Um, my heart rate was spiked. Um, I felt like like I was just like running with lead in my legs. Like I felt like I couldn't go fast and it was just really extreme fatigue. And it was really frustrating because I thought it was like I was eating something weird or I was training too much or all this other stuff. And really it was just like an iron deficiency. Iron is also part of something called myoglobin, which is a protein that carries and stores oxygen uh, specifically in muscle tissue. So it's also important to build and maintain muscle. It's possible to get enough iron from plants, but my body wasn't getting enough, especially with my high activity levels. And, um, and like I said, a plant-based iron sources are less easy to absorb, so you have to eat more of them. Um, you know, if you eat like a fucking cut of beef, like that's full of iron because blood. <laughs> anyway, I gave up my veganism and dove headfirst into a whole new world of less strict food rules. Nearly a year in, so this is almost a year in, probably about 11 months, my body weight has stayed the same, but my lean body mass has increased. A year ago, when I had my body fat measured, I was clocking in at about 20%, which is pretty normal for women. Recently, that number fell to 16, um, and I got my body fat measured in <clears throat> one of those float tanks. It was not just like the pinchers, because those can be pretty misleading. And it wasn't just the scale. Um, you have to go, it's like a submersion tank and it's the best, most accurate way. So four percentage points in a year is I think pretty good. And, um, they were both measured in the same way in the submersion tank. I still supplement iron because my iron levels continue to drop even with animal products in my diet. So I still have to take iron supplements. Uh, I think if I ate way more red meat, than I currently do, it probably wouldn't be the case. Or if I ate organ meat, because organ meat is very high in iron as well. But I cannot stomach, I can't stomach uh, fucking organs. And um, I just don't like red meat that much. It is very unpalatable to me. So anyway, um, still supplementing iron. And physically, I just feel better. My hair is shinier and stronger. My nails don't break or peel. I can go to restaurants and not worry if something is cooked in butter. Uh, I feel more satiated and less prone to snacking between meals. That's definitely something. 
Um, just eating more protein, I think, helps me stay fuller longer. Um, and my transition away from veganism has been pretty easy, pretty happy. I compiled a typical day of eating for myself. And you're going to notice that I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables still. I buy organic protein and for the most part, stay away from dairy because dairy kind of fucks with my stomach, especially like cheese or milk. Ugh. Like a milkshake would be like the worst thing. Definitely ice cream. Some hard cheeses I can get away with. But um, anyway, dairy is really not easily digested for me. Lactose intolerance. I could take a pill, you know, one of those lactate pills, but fuck that shit. If your body doesn't like it, don't give your body it. This is not meant to instruct you about how to eat, but rather to illustrate a healthy balance of animal and plant-based foods. So to jump right in, for breakfast, I had two eggs, organic and free range, two slices of cracked wheat sourdough with two tablespoons organic peanut butter and one large banana. I do not buy organic bananas because there's a peel on them. Um, I also had a million cups of coffee. <laughs> so my coffee, though, I usually take black. Um, and I also try to buy organic coffee because coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed items. Uh, coffee beans are. I usually eat breakfast around 9 a.m. Um, I'm currently working from home, so time is meaningless. And so that meal was 640 calories and 28 grams of protein. Um, I'm only going to mention the protein because for me, that's what's most important right now. For lunch, okay, lunch I always hate because it's like the middle of my day. Um, it's sometimes just really annoying, and if I'm very busy, I might skip it all together. But that usually results in me overeating later or being underfueled for a workout. So today I made a super quick salad with leftover chicken, romaine, peppers, raw almonds, and French dressing, just like probably a tablespoon. I don't like that much dressing. Um, and then I had the best, most juiciest persimmon. Persimmons have been in season. They're kind of on their way out, but I love a persimmon. Oh my gosh. So that meal was 520 calories and 43 grams of protein, mostly the chicken and the almonds. So we're, we're the protein sources there. For dinner, I had, this is so good, but it's probably not the healthiest, but it was butternut squash, vegan ravioli. Very annoying, huh? A chopped salad and an apple. Um, I also had a can of bubbly water. If you don't know what bubbly water is, it's kind of like LaCroix. It's just carbonated water and it's so good. But anyway, that meal was 510 calories and 14 grams of protein, a little lower on the protein because there was no um, like animal protein in that meal. And then I, my snack that day was a perfect bar, which are those protein bars that you have to refrigerate. Um, and that's 320 calories and 15 grams of protein. So my daily total was just under 2000 calories and 100 grams of protein. On that particular day, I did a HIIT workout, high-intensity interval training, and um, my favorite YouTuber, by the way, is named Christine Salas, and you should go follow her, check her out. She has a bunch of videos, um, workout videos. She's kind of stopped making as many, but she's still a good follow. And then later that day, I walked about four miles. I'm taking a low mileage week to nurse one of my hamstrings, kind of strained it a little bit, but it's important to note that on high mileage days, I would likely eat a lot more. I think that day I probably burned like 500 calories or something between the HIIT workout and my walk. But on a high mileage day, a day when I run like, say I run 10 miles on the trails, that's going to be like 900 calories or something. So I need to eat a little bit more. 
My body's also pretty used to running, so I probably wouldn't need to eat as much as someone who's new to running and isn't used to like all the mileage and all the, the calorie burn and everything like that. So I also think it's important to point out that what I eat in a day holds no bearing on what you should eat in a day. There are a million people who've done this whole like what I eat in a day video or blog um, from doctors to influencers to fitness trainers, everybody who wants to tell everybody else what they're eating and we love it. HuffPost actually wrote an article about why we're so obsessed with what other people eat. And it's weird, right? I think it's part of it is that we think if we eat like them, we're going to look more like them or have more of their life or something. But it's important to live your own life and eat whatever nourishes your body. You are the only expert of yourself. That's something my dietitian has really, really emphasized with me is because I have a history of an eating disorder um, that, you know, I need to really listen to my body and give it what it needs. And sometimes I might be craving like sugar or something, but it's only because I'm like hungry for something more satiating. Or sometimes I am craving sugar because I'm running a lot and burning a lot of sugar. So I need to replace what I'm, what I've lost and stuff like that. So but if you're way less active than me, like you're going to need to eat in an entirely different kind of way. So anyway, this is not to say you should eat like this or you should eat like that. It's more to show you how my diet has changed a little bit since incorporating more animal products. Um, I actually wrote a blog probably a year and a half ago about like what I eat in a day as a vegan. And it is largely the same. Like, like the main staples are there. I've just added in like more eggs more chicken instead of tofu or whatever. So I've just swapped out the protein sources. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I also linked uh, a blog about <laughs> and one individual's foray away from veganism. This blogger had an index for this blog. Like there was, it was so long. It was like 10,000 words. And I was like, that's not even smart. Like no one's going to read that, but okay. And then No Meat Athlete wrote um, a long list of tips for going vegan, which I wish I would have read before I went vegan. And then uh, a study by the National Institute of Health, which is reputable, one would think. All right, I've talked too much. I'm annoyed with my voice, and I'm going to see you later.